0: Welcome to the Orton-Gillingham Podcast, a Brainspring production. Today, we'll hear from Nikki Winter, a dyslexia therapist and the creator of Brilliant Strengths, a strengths-based program designed to raise self-esteem and lower anxiety in students with dyslexia. Then, we'll introduce our Student of the Month for January 2024.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Orton-Gillingham Podcast. We, you know, as you know, are my co-host, Katie um, is has been with us for many, many podcasts, and we've been having so much fun with her. But Katie has moved on and is, 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 um, doing different things and exploring, um, out new opportunities and is, is having a great fun time, um, but not with us anymore, unfortunately. So I'm here with our new co, my new co host, Kara Martin. Um, Kara, welcome.
2: Thank you. I, I'm so excited to be here. and before we go on I yes. just I want to say that uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed working with Katie too I mean she yes. has not only been a big part of the podcast but Pivotal piece at BrainSpring. Yes, I mean, she's uh, she's done every job there is to do at BrainSpring. Yes, yeah. so, so we're, we're, we do wish her well. I
1: know. We're. Yeah. I hope. Hopefully, she's listening. We'll call her and tell her she has to listen. Um, yep. I'm sure she is. But yeah, we we of course all miss her so much. But but you also bring lots and lots of uh, experience to this podcast and to BrainSpring too. Now I can say ta- I can say I think. When I came back and did, a, 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 I was instructing a course after having been gone for a little while, and I think that you were in my class.
2: You're, you're right. You were, you were one of my You were stu- my first instructor. Oh, my. You taught me the foundation of phonics first. See. Uh, yes. And, and I I, that was. And
1: I do remember you. And that which is unusual. Yes, and I remember what room we were in, we're in and everything. So I, do too. Um, I do too. Um So, so Kara, tell everybody about what you do at BrainSpring. Okay. everything. Well,
2: uh, so I've been with BrainSpring over fifteen years, and uh, I started out as a tutor, and uh, it was just the best job. It was mm-hmm. the best job that we could yeah. we have here, and my I really just wanted to impact other students help them to read Mm -hmm. and that was very fulfilling and then as life takes its twists and turns Mm -hmm. my daughter was diagnosed with dyscalculia Mm -hmm. and so I always say dyscalculia is to math as dyslexia is to reading yes and uh so that kind of set me on a journey Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. personally and professionally. And um, I, right now, am an education consultant. Mm -hmm. And so going through the journey of having a daughter with with a learning disability Mm -hmm. and uh, talking to administrators and teachers Mm -hmm. and everyone connected to helping a student learn Mm -hmm. has really kind of given me that, that, uh, you know, I, I've been on both sides of of, yes. the, of the table, yeah. so I'm. I always say I'm a first and foremost a mom. Yes, and then when I come to BrainSpring and talk to administrators about um, setting up trainings, mm-hmm. uh, I just I really have a deep and rich conversation with mm-hmm. them because it, it's so important to yes, me.
1: It, you're passionate about it. it I mean, it, and that so com- totally comes through. It totally yes. comes through. Yes, and it's super fun to work with Kara. She's she's just so fun and we have lots of fun um so so Kara welcome again yay thank you Esther thank you
2: Um, I always I always call you the sunshine oh my gosh (laughs) so
1: oh my gosh I know everybody would agree with me on that one Mm, well sometimes maybe (laughs) um well thank you today though we are going to continue our series um, voices from the IDA so over the last few um, podcasts we've been kind of replaying um, re- replaying interviews that we've had that we had with people at the IDA and so today we're going to continue that again um, we have really had that was a great time to sit down and just talk to people um, who were at that conference. And today we're actually, um, going to be speaking to, um, a person who we didn't actually plan on talking to. We didn't plan on, on actually having a conversation with her. She happened to be, um, across the, the aisle from us, um, as in the exhibitor hall and we just started talking we kind of hit it off and she was very very fun to talk to and and we went over and and she kind of showed us what she does. what she does and so um her name is Nikki Winter and we're gonna um play an interview she agreed on the spot yes I would love to talk to you about what I do and so so that was a really fun meeting that we had at the IDA somebody we didn't expect to meet and it was it was great so um Kara, if you want to just tell a little bit about who Nikki is, and then we'll talk about um, um, what we'll kind of talk about what she does.
2: Yes, uh, I'm actually really excited about this conversation. I have listened to it, mm-hmm. and uh, I just think it's just such a great topic for mm-hmm. today. Uh, so Nikki Winter is a dyslexia therapist in Grapevine, Texas. Mm-hmm. She has a master's in education. And she has 20 years, in fact, 20 years in education Mm -hmm. as a primary teacher and then currently as a dyslexia therapist. Yes. Uh, So.
1: Yes. So, so Nikki was, um, as we talked, we learned that Nikki was very concerned um, with the impact of dyslexia on self-esteem and anxiety. And she noticed that low self-esteem, and high anxiety in her dyslexic students at school. Um, so, and, and, and research suggests a connection between dyslexia and low self-esteem and high anxiety, and she, she realized that. So what she did was she developed a strength-based based curriculum called Brilliant Strengths to Raise Self-Esteem and Lower Anxiety in Students with Dyslexia, and it's a beautiful program. She Her books were there, and it, it was ab- absolutely not only wonderful content, but it also looks amazing as well. Um, the program shows dyslexic students and their strengths um, and teaches them to see themselves through the lens of their strengths, not their weaknesses, and, and you know having a daughter with dyslexia mm-hmm. with, um, Learning a learning disability that that is huge, Yeah, huge. This, this topic
2: hits so close to home for me.
1: I know. I think it's yes. the perfect one for you to jump in. Yes, on. I really do. I agree. Um, so Nikki's program introduces students to high achievers who have overcome dyslexia, and that's what it's all about. Um, so we're going to go ahead and listen to this um, conversation that we had with Nikki, and then we'll we'll kind of give some give our reactions to it. Okay. So let's listen. Hey, Nikki. Hello,
3: will you tell everybody who you are? Sure, my name is Nikki Winter. I'm a dyslexia
1: therapist and I practice in Grapevine, Texas. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a very broad question. Okay. And let's see how you answer it. All right, so what fuels your fire? Okay, well Esther,
3: this is what fuels my fire. So I've been in, in education for about give or take 20 years. The first part of my education was teaching at the primary level, first and second grade. Mm -hmm. The second part was as a dyslexia therapist. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I noticed was the self-esteem of those struggling readers Mm -hmm. walk through my door. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know a way to raise that self-esteem. A lot of them also had high anxiety. Mm -hmm. So how can I raise their self-esteem and help lower their their anxiety? Mm -hmm. So that was my quest. So when I was going through my master's program and doing research, Mm -hmm. uh, my question was, do students with anxiety have more, or students with dyslexia have more anxiety than those who don't? Mm -hmm. Most research says yes. Mm -hmm. So when I went on, or during that time, I came upon the work of Dr. Rod Nicholson. He's a professor in England at Edge Hill University. Mm -hmm. He had interviewed hundreds of people with dyslexia, came up with their 10 common strengths. Mm -hmm. So with Sally Shaywitz in the back of my mind, yeah. you know, her quote, mm-hmm. that students with dyslexia have an island of weakness and a sea of strengths. I was like, what if I develop a strength-based curriculum? Love it. And so with Dr. Nicholson's permission, mm-hmm. I said, can I take those 10 strengths mm-hmm. and put them in three areas? And he said, yes. So those three areas are the strengths of being resilient, To keep going, even when something's hard, Mm -hmm. even when you make mistakes, and even when you're afraid. All right. The strength of being innovative, to create, invent, see things outside the box, Mm -hmm. and being connecting, to show kindness, Mm -hmm. to work well with others, to communicate with others. Mm -hmm. So what is so beautiful about about this, Esther, is the way that the strengths um, curriculum works is we focus on a strength. Mm -hmm. We bring in a children's literature book that demonstrates that Mm -hmm. with the student you discuss how they illustrate that strength. Mm-hmm. We record it on a strengths map. Mm-hmm. And then you read about an inspirational person with dyslexia in the book Brilliantly Dyslexic. Mm-hmm. So they start out with a blank strengths map mm-hmm. and we add their strengths mm-hmm. all throughout. Mm-hmm. So when they finish, they have a complete strengths map. Mm-hmm. So now they're looking at themselves through the lens of their strengths yes. instead of the lens of their weakness. Yes. Because for years, most dis- students with dyslexia have walked through the the education door with that lens. Yes. And so we want to see that. Mm-hmm. So what is the neatest thing is as you're going through this, um, they start to see their strengths. And not only... Um, physically but emotionally mm-hmm. so students who had stomach aches those stomach aches start to go down mm-hmm. or headaches mm-hmm. and then um parents will often say okay they just asked for books for christmas they have never asked for books for christmas yes. or a teacher will walk by and go okay he just raised his hand in class to voluntarily read. Yes. So those are like the tangible pieces yes. that come out of it. Right. And so that's what fuels my fire is hearing those stories mm-hmm. um, from my own classroom and then from other therapists who mm-hmm. have come up. And also counselors are starting to use it and psychologists. Yeah. And so hearing those stories mm-hmm. of those students whose anxiety is going down they their um, – Self-esteem is going up. Mm-hmm. That is what fuels my fire.
1: So that's that social emotional. Yes, it link. is. It link. is. So mm-hmm. if that is in place, then they can learn better. Mm-hmm. And they can they can see themselves in a different light and through a different lens, as you say. So beautiful. So I, I just kind of want to describe, since this is all auditory and okay. people can't see your books, but mm-hmm. we will um, we can post pictures of this, and we can post okay. links mm-hmm. in our in our show notes so mm-hmm. people can actually see this because it's very beautiful. Um, I'm looking at a book that's called Brilliantly Dyslexic, mm-hmm. and this is colorful and, and really beautifully illustrated. So can you tell us about who illustrated your
3: book? Yes, you may. So... Um so the books Brilliantly Dyslexic and Brilliant Strengths both have the same book designer. Mm-hmm. So we have the same color palette and she mm-hmm. puts it all together. Mm-hmm. The neat thing about the book Brilliantly Dyslexic, it's a book of 22 biographies mm-hmm. and it's illustrated by 22 different artists. So it's beautiful. It is beautiful. You are exactly right. Mm-hmm. Just so beautiful. So how did you choose those those illustrators? How did you? Okay, So Brilliantly Dyslex- Dyslexic, is written by my colleague, Liz Trudeau. Mm -hmm. So she had contacts in the art... Artistic world mm-hmm. and gathered those. Okay. So that is how she did that. Okay. And then what's neat is her husband, Paul Trudeau, is also an artist. He did one in here. So I asked Paul to illustrate my characters. That's So okay. for resilient, it's Rosie the resilient. Mm-hmm. For innovative, it's Ivan the innovator. Mm-hmm. And for connecting, it's Carl the connector. Okay. And what's amazing about Paul Trudeau is um, he also has dyslexia. Oh. Right. And he is just one of those amazing artists. And, I mean, I had a short conversation with him describing uh, these characters that I wanted. And he sent me the drafts, and they were exactly like, how did you get in my head? Yeah. You know, how yeah. did you get it? Because yeah. this is what makes it tangible. Yeah. So I had a stu- I was teaching cursive, you know, and part of our lesson. And one of our students was um, getting a little frustrated with the cursive F. Mm-hmm. And his friend next to him goes, you know what? You're being just like Rosie the Resilient. <gasps> you are not giving up. Oh. So that's what I like about yes. it, because these are lessons that are, they're gonna go with them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: mm-hmm. through elementary,
1: middle high school. Yes, so, yes. So mm-hmm. well, they're lifelong skills. Yes. That all all of us need, mm-hmm. right? We all mm-hmm. need that. Mm-hmm. Um so think back way back okay. when you started college. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Where did you see yourself going? Did you did you always see yourself as an educator? Um, did you see yourself as a special educator um, you know what what brought you to where you are now do you think
3: that is a great question what's interesting is when I was in my um, teaching credential program one of my classes was on children's literature mm. and one of the um, evening classes was on bibliotherapy. So using books as therapy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Brilliant Strengths is incorporates, right? Is children's literature mm-hmm. to illustrate those strengths. And mm-hmm. um, back then I wanted to be a teacher, you know, that's the Mm -hmm. field that I wanted to go in Mm -hmm. and did it for years and loved it. Mm -hmm. And at the urging of a mentor, she recommended I to go into um, becoming a dyslexia therapist. Okay. And love, I mean, it just like, you just love it more and more, you know, like, you're like, I love this. I love this. Did you know anybody that
1: had dyslexia? That is a great question. I did not. Yeah. I did not. So it was Mm -hmm. just something that was intriguing to Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you learned over the years so much more about dyslexia? Oh, my word. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
3: So I ended up getting my master's in education Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, became a dyslexia therapist Mm -hmm. and have absolutely loved that research part Mm -hmm. and the academic part. But like you said, that social,
1: uh, social, emotional piece as well it's so it's so big now and, mm-hmm. and you know 10 years ago no one talked about that no mm-hmm. no one talked about it mm-hmm. um and that was like the missing link sometimes mm-hmm. you know um you can have all of the the pieces there the educational pieces but if you have a kid who's sad and mm-hmm. or struggling or doesn't know how to you know you know say how they're feeling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- it, you're going to hit a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a great connection to that. This mm-hmm. is beautiful. Um, so, any last words for anybody who who isn't familiar with what you do, or any any words of inspiration that you can you can offer to people that maybe have a child who's kind of stuck or mm-hmm. um, or any anything? Sure. So. Um, One of my
3: students, when I first started the program, he was um, like a big piece of that inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. He was sitting across from me um, when he first started um, therapy, and he goes, Mrs. Winner, sometimes I feel like I'm running a race. I'm standing still and everyone else is passing me by. Mm. And so, you know, when you hear that from mm-hmm. this 11-year-old and that heaviness on his heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then when you start to focus on their strengths mm-hmm. and then see them a year from now, and then he he go, you know what? It's hard for me but now I know I can do it. Yeah, confidence. You know, yes, it's Mm -hmm. that confidence growing. So Mm -hmm. I think the last words, whether you're a therapist, a general education teacher, a parent, um, a psychologist, a counselor, Mm -hmm. is to focus on their strengths. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I think it's can be easier to focus on that neg- you know the weakness mm-hmm. but let's focus on their strengths mm-hmm. that would be my last words is focus on their strengths help them put on that lens of seeing themselves through their mm-hmm. strengths as well
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you so much you are for so coming welcome. to talk with us mm-hmm. we love it and we will share um, your books on our on our podcast so people can actually see them because that's part of the beauty of it is mm-hmm. they are visually gorgeous mm-hmm. and 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 they have a wonderful message. So thank you Nikki so much thank for, you, Esther. for agreeing. That was fun to talk to her.
2: What a great conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah she she's passionate, clearly passionate. Yes. And um I just I just I lo- I, I had forgotten um all the particulars, but I, the three strengths that she talked about was, mm-hmm. you know, resilience, innovative, connecting. And those are things that we don't, we don't explicitly always focus on with kids. You know, yeah. when you're in the heat of it in school and your kids are feeling, your kids are feeling, you know, nervous and sad or your own children are, um, we say, oh, you know, you're going to do a great job in school today. And, and we try to focus on those things that they're going to encounter at school, but it's really internal, right? It's, it's fixing that internal piece, that emotional piece that's yeah. going to make all of those great things happen at school. So um, I, I love that. Did any of that ring um, true to you when you were thinking about listening to it and thinking about maybe your own experience with your daughters daughters at school?
2: Yeah, uh, I actually uh, made me think Wow I wish there w- I wish there was a book for yeah. for parents, right yes. because I I mean it's so important that I love that she created these books for these kids mm-hmm. and they're they're really her her um, comment is focus on their strengths mm-hmm. it just it kind of moves me yes because I think in life we we forget that Yes. and it, especially from a parent's perspective, mm-hmm. you're so busy wanting your child to do better and, you know, practice and Mm -hmm. study and work so hard that Mm -hmm. you forget that you forget everything else. And so this kind of brought it back for me Mm -hmm. to think, you know what? Parents need this. Teachers need Mm -hmm. this. Kids need this. Mm -hmm. Everybody desperately could
1: use this lesson. Yes. And you know, it's, it's important for us to tell the kids to focus on their strengths, but it's also... Important for teachers to focus on the strengths of the kids. You know, sometimes teachers get so busy, and you're you're they're focused focusing on what they have to get through for the day and what they have to teach the kids. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes teachers need to step back too and say, "Hold on, it's not always about academics, right? Mm-hmm. It's about other things." So that social emotional piece is just the the basis of everything.
2: Yes, of everything. And and speaking about. Not always being academic, mm-hmm. it it did remind me of a story with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it brought me back to when she was in middle school mm-hmm. and uh, she was put in a special education math class, mm-hmm. and we knew that going in. So when we had to go um, put, you know, find her room and mm-hmm. get her settled, we walked in that classroom, and. It took my breath away as a parent, just because I thought my daughter shouldn't be in here. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't be in special education. Yeah, and so we we got her settled. The teacher was wonderful, mm-hmm. and we walked out. And I said, "Okay, every night you if you practice, you're you know we'll we'll make sure that you mm-hmm. get out of this classroom and and, yeah. and you'll be mainstreamed with all your friends." Yeah, and so she said, "Okay," mm-hmm. and uh, about halfway. Through the semester i said okay sh- let's talk to your teacher and let's see if you can get out of this class yeah. and th- and she said mom this i'm so happy in this class yes. This is truly the only class i can mm-hmm. raise my hand mm-hmm. i can speak my mind mm-hmm. i am free to express myself yes. nobody laughs at me yes. i can get an answer wrong the teacher helps me understand it mm-hmm. and that truly was the wake-up call for me to say Oh my gosh! Like this yeah. is she here? She is expressing yes. what you know. Um, as Nikki said, she I always saw her as a connector, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um, she needed community. She yes. wanted kindness. Yes. She wanted um, others' empathy. Yes. So uh, yes. anyway, that you were bringing was,
1: your own preconceived notions about what special ed was, you know, and totally. seeing it as something that was almost you know, like not a good thing. Negative. And, negative. and I'm yeah.
2: embarrassed about that.
1: Yeah, so I truly am. You know what you learn, right? I mean, look at, I mean, sh- look where she is today. Yes. Yes. She's, I'm she's an, a, an accomplished, amazing young woman. So, yes. um, I think that's amazing. Um, anything else jump out at you before we move on?
2: Uh, uh, let's see. I, I just, I loved, you know, I. I loved that she created a um, a person, a person for each of, yeah. you know, the resilient, Rosie, the resilient, yes. and Ivan, the innovator, yes. and Carl, the connector. Yes. And uh, I I just, I loved, I loved that. Yes,
1: I, yes. I, I love that um, That it is this piece of, of education, this social emotional piece is, has become really truly part of a school day you know well, um, and I I don't know because um, it's been a long time since I was in teacher education program in college but I'm sure today they're focusing much more on on this because we know more we know how important it is it's not all about reading writing and arithmetic right so I, I think this is this is the way it should be
2: well um, what about you Esther did mm-hmm. you? What what's what is your experience with this? Was this something as a teacher? Mm-hmm. You you've been through yeah the whole gamut too yeah yeah. Did you just was this sort of like? Well, I I mean
1: as you know, as you you know I had a daughter who didn't didn't has ADHD um, and didn't always want to go to school and didn't didn't like school and struggled uh, fell behind because she was really having a lot of fun in school, actually, and not really learning. And so, but, you know, that impacted her because she felt stupid. She would say often, why am I so stupid, you know? And and so a lot of times it was like trying to get her to feel better about herself. Um, and and the fact that she's, you know, she's just different. She's not stupid, you know? Right. And again, um, so that was, I mean, this this really this really is um is important to me as well because i can see i see my daughter in a lot of kids like when i was teaching i'd be like right. oh my gosh you know um this kid is is over there being sad and it's hindering who who he is right it's, it's so right. um i just i just love that this is an explicit program that only deals with this piece of it you know it's not it doesn't deal with their ability to read or do math it deals with their who they are as a person which impacts their ability to read and do all those all of those other things too so I just I just I think it all goes together seamlessly and perfectly
2: and I wondered uh with your conversation with Nikki Mm -hmm. what is was this just in the um you know, with the struggling readers or the, you know, is it, was it also when she had mentioned that that student said, oh, you're like Rosie the Resilient, Mm -hmm. was that in the Gen Ed atmosphere? Because I thought, oh, it'd be great if these kids could learn that too. Yeah. I,
1: you know what, I think that at that point she may have been in the special ed class. Okay but um, but i am not exactly sure i'd have to go back and look at listen to that again but um, but you're right it it doesn't just belong in, in a special ed classroom it belongs in a tier 1 classroom cuz yes. everybody is everybody needs this all yes. kids need this yeah even kids who are super super you know accomplished in school
2: they're going to feel bad about something or, right? or 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 to have that side of to point out somebody that is really yes. working hard and how great that is. Yes. Because yes. i you know, like you mentioned with your daughter and my mm-hmm. daughter, you know, while they could have used that. Yes. While they were in school for somebody to say, you know what? Yeah. Wow, you're working really hard. And I if it was a peer, it. can you imagine if it
1: was a peer that yes. said that with like this like Nikki story. Yes. I mean that's pretty cool. It is. That's very cool. Yeah. So yeah, I loved I love talking to her and um and I hope everybody can take a look at her take a look at the books in the in the show notes.
2: Hopefully we'll have links in there. All right. Well, uh what a great conversation. Yes. That was fun. It was. Uh, and we do have one more important thing to Announced today, so I'm going to turn it over to Brendan. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Kara. That's right. Um, Before we go, we do have a major announcement, and it's our student of the month for January 2024. So we are thrilled to honor, drum roll, Xavier Kennedy. Woo. Yeah. So Xavier Kennedy came to Brainspring in the summer of 2023, and she was preparing to enter the third grade. Um, Testing by a neuropsychologist uncovered the possibility of early-onset dyslexia or other unspecified learning disorder. Further testing by Brainspring revealed she was reading a first-grade passage at the frustration level. Xavier has been with Brainspring for seven months and has diligently worked with a tutor twice per week. As a result, her fluency is improving, and she's gaining more confidence, which is right. awesome. Uh, she recently completed layer two of the Phonics First curriculum and is itching to tackle layer three. All right. As a result of her hard work and dedication, Xavier is now reading a first grade passage at the independent Yay, level. Hey, Xavier. Xavier. Oh, um, so her mom is thrilled because she finally picks up books and has started to enjoy reading. Awesome. So from all of us here at Brainspring, great job, Xavia. You are our student of the month. You're the student of the month. Yes, you're the student of the month. Oh, yeah. We think you're awesome. You're the student of the month. Congratulations.
1: Don't you just love that,
2: Kara? I I love it.
0: <laughs> I, I, it's
1: we, so, I was so excited to hear it. We, it's the only reason why I ever want to do this podcast, so I can hear <laughs> Student of the Month song. So it's awesome. Um, thank you, Brendan. That was amazing, and congratulations, Xavier. Yay. Um, so we are going to say goodbye for today, but remember that we do have one more conversation, the last conversation from the IDA conference that we're going to – um explore a- on our next podcast. So, until
2: then, thank you, Kara. Thank you, Esther. Thanks Yay. for thanks for having me. And I just want to say if anybody wants to comment or give us, you know, some feedback, yes, we'd love it. We would love it. Always love it. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. See you next you. time. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Orton Gillingham podcast, a Brainspring production. For additional content, please subscribe to our newsletter visit our website at brainspring.com or follow us on social media. To submit questions or comments, please email us at podcast at Your feedback is always welcome.